Hello and welcome to the Culture Cave. We're here. We're back, but not to the future. This time we're in a different movie series. Anthony, I always say out of the old and in with the new. And in this case, the old is that shitty old DeLorean and the new is, I don't know. An orb of light. Sure, an orb of light and a leather jacket. (laughs) Oh, we'll get to that. Don't you worry about it. We're talking about Terminators 1 through 3 in the next yeah. next few weeks. I'm going to just be honest with everyone. I haven't actually seen T4, 5, and 6. And I also hadn't actually seen... What's this one called again? The Terminator. This is the, If you're struggling with this one, you're going to be really struggling by the time we get to Terminator 5 and 6. I'm already struggling. So the ter- <laughs> just the Terminator. I hadn't seen the Terminator before. I hadn't seen... I've seen T2 once... And I've seen T3, Rise of the Machines. I've seen that a couple of times when I was younger. And that is, uh, so that was my entrance to the Terminator, Conrad. So not very yeah. good uh, stats over here in terms of Terminator viewing. Well, it's interesting because we've got a rich tradition now. I say rich tradition. We've done two series. This is the second one, but I'm going to call it a tradition um, yeah. of uh, one of us watching a movie series that we're talking about out of order. I watched Back to the Future yeah. out of order, and now you've watched Terminator out of order. So it'll be fascinating to see how that plays into yeah yeah let's find out what little tidbits i've got based on the order (laughs) so uh famously these movies are full of utter nonsense time travel paradoxes from pretty much the word go um they, they they don't they play pretty fast and loose with the the concept of time travel this was uh jim cameron james cameron's first big picture um he wrote this with uh, his friend Bill Wisher, who isn't credited in this one, uh, but supposedly he had a dream about robots hunting him um, and he went to uh, meet his friend Bill Wisher and they ended up inadvertently writing the script for Terminator 2 and he said, oh, we've got to shelve that, that sounds too expensive. I'm going to take most of those ideas and make another film before that but I'm not <laughs> going to credit you for that one, Bill. Oh, jeez, I didn't realise that. Yeah, so, well, I mean, James Cameron legendary asshole in hollywood he really is like it, it, on the on the mount rushmore of dickheads in hollywood so what he did to bill he took bill's ideas at the same time he also took pocahontas's ideas for the avatar so this man hasn't got an original thought in his head no not but but i mean he can make a sci-fi movie i think we'll, we can say that much yeah yeah and this is um for a lot of people i guess you could call it like a, a watershed moment in sci-fi you had like star wars and then I guess you had Terminator or the Terminator after Star Wars as like a kind of an introduction to grim, dark, 80s, dystopian sci-fi. Interesting you say that because one thing I noticed when watching this film, because obviously I'd never seen the first one before, I didn't expect based on the second and third for this to have that gritty 80s, you know, dystopian world that's run down and sort of needs to be deleted. It felt like a world waiting for an apocalypse. Absolutely. I didn't know that that was the case uh, with Terminator. Yeah, there's the sense of like urban decay that is captured in this movie. Um, so right off the bat in this, 2029 is the future. That's what we're introduced to. So we've got seven years left, folks. Make them good ones. Get everything that you need to get done. That's when the, well, that's when the world's going to get saved. 
because that's when he sends them back. Uh, that is true. 96 is when we needed to worry about. Yeah, that's true. But there's been so much fucking around with the timeline by the sixth of these movies that they probably delayed it until 2050. It is inevitable. It is inevitable. Now, Jim Cameron had written the sequel to this before he wrote this movie. That's the thing he wrote with Bill Wisher. And yet... He opens this movie with a black screen with a text on it saying that the final battle for humanity's future will be fought here in our present. The use of the word final there, it's it's an unforced error for Jim because you didn't need to put that in there. (laughs) He didn't need to say that was the final battle and it definitely wasn't. That's one thing that keeps coming back is that he keeps coming back and retconning his decisions from previous films. (laughs) He does, yeah. At least the franchise does in general. He's already retconning himself when he hasn't even made the movie that he wants to make yet. Absolutely. Um, In this one, we've got a Terminator coming back from 2029 to kill Sarah Connor because she will give birth to John Connor, who will grow up to lead the human resistance in eventual victory over the machines. And we do get what I, uh, I'm i a big fan of. We don't really have it anymore. A depiction of the future where it's like this kind of post-apocalyptic wasteland filled with laser guns. And skulls. A lot of skulls. And more skulls, I think, than there would have been humans standing in that exact spot at any one point. Well, they collect them, don't they? They've got like little Wally machines walking around, like oh, collect- okay. just collecting heads. I-, I actually did look it up. Now, I'm a bit of a fool here, Conrad, and I will admit to being a fool. Because when I check things on the internet and I'm wrong, I still tell people, okay? And that makes me a great guy. <laughs> I I actually looked up how long does it take a human head to turn into a skull? Because I thought, surely, surely 10, 12 years or 20 years or whatever is too <laughs> too short. But apparently, apparently not. Apparently it can happen in like a year. I, I honestly, did, I looked it up. A head can de- decompose to a skull very quickly. And that, that really surprised me. I guess I, I, when I think of like, you know, ancient corpses, I'm thinking of ones that are like partially preserved or yeah, mummified they preserve in some them. way. Yeah, exactly. So they got that like leathery kind of zombie face. Um, yeah, the yeah, zombie. That's the sound they make. That's what threw me, I think, seeing zombies. Mm. And I was like, well, surely this thing's a thousand years old. Like they, they must keep the flesh for a while, but apparently not. Also, so double fool for me because they were also lasered off their head you know let's be honest yeah they were they, they and they uh, you've already said it yourself as well they might have the little like wally robots going around like kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. with those like uh, kind of buffers on their hands to kind of strip the skin cleaning off them shine, shine yeah. them up real nice yeah because the robots want a world with human skulls everywhere because that makes them feel powerful don't we all yeah exactly it's a sign of power um okay so terminator's going about killing women called sarah connor that's that's the movie here love that by the way i love that idea that every like everyone's pulling pages out of yellow pages in this film yeah oh they can't stop and i I, i'm gonna say something now this is gonna this i'm gonna plant a seed here that's gonna pay off in three weeks time when we talk about terminator 3 okay they say that the terminator doesn't know what sarah connor looks like or really any information about her beyond her name because like the internet was destroyed and all data like all all data on hard drives was destroyed so it it doesn't have any way of cross-referencing it so it just knows that she lives in LA and she's called Sarah Connor yeah bear that in mind when we get to the third movie in this series that's all I'm saying I've already got answers for you Connor but we'll leave it we'll leave it there for the minute this seed is going to blossom one way or another like if we get to it and you come in and just completely disprove my theory then then that's good entertainment for the I mean let's be well. honest I'm not going to be fighting the corner of T3 Rise of the Machines <laughs> too hard but I've got, I've got a few things to say uh, one thing I'll say about the Terminator I'm sure you're going to mention the Terminator's entrance oh are you talking about the na- the naked uh, bit where he uh, appears with Bill Paxton yeah yeah and he kills the punks you know that that part there I, like there was a moment of the score you know like the traditional like you know sort of heartbeat terminator score yeah 
Brad Friedel is the name of the, the, the composer, by the way. I'll, I'll throw that in. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, because it, yeah, it is amazing. And it swells up again just as he rips the guy's heart out. And it's like mm. it's like mimicking the heartbeat of the guy's... I thought it was really cool. Just like lovely little touch, you know? I love that introduction as well because it's a bunch of street punks fighting over who gets to use a telescope, which really doesn't feel like the kind of thing that street punks typically do. But, you know, maybe they're into astronomy. Who can say? Dark Side of the Moon? Oh, maybe. Yeah, Pink Floyd and astronomy. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so we'll jump forward a little bit. Terminator goes around. He's killing women called Sarah Connor. He goes to uh, Dick... Oh, what's his name? I've got it written down here. He goes to Dick Miller, is the name of the actor, the gun shop owner. Oh, yeah. We get a lovely little scene where he's like, ah, I'm really in luck because I'm selling all these guns. And then he just gets (laughs) shot. Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me because he he knew he was going to kill him. He knows how to use all the guns. He kept this guy alive just so he didn't have to jump over the desk and get him himself. Yeah, basically. Yeah. He, He, look. The Terminator is uh, a ruthless killing machine, but he's also lazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Dick Miller, killed by gremlins and a Terminator, and the idea of people being killed by multiple famous monsters in the 80s is going to come back in the trivia section of this episode. So hold hold on to your horses. And then uh, we jump forward a little bit, and we get what I'm going to say is the most disinterested sex scene I've ever seen in a movie uh, between Bess and her boyfriend, played by the guy who played Slider in Top Gun. Um, where, like, they're having sex. It's irrelevant because he's going to be dead in a minute anyway. But, like, <laughs> Be- uh, but Bess is, like, they're having sex, but she's got, like, headphones on and she's just listening to music. Yeah. <laughs> like, at least pretends to be in the moment. Um, and then, and then like, a few seconds later, she leaves and just makes a massive sandwich, which, uh, uh, to be honest, got me back on side with her because I was like, fair enough. That was a, that's a good sandwich. That looked, yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but they get gunned down. Sarah Connor figures out it's, it's going to be a problem, like, her, her friends her friends have died kyle reese turns up um saves her at the at the club via a sawn off shotgun okay so kyle reese i didn't know that who this who this character was and, and whether he existed or whatever i didn't know who he was right what, okay. what i so i was calling him in my notes when he arrived john connor because i thought that oh, okay <laughs> so whenever stuff started to happen between them that would have been a problem yeah yeah bit, bit bit too back to the future for my liking yeah i thought he was john connor but when i realized he was kyle reese then i realized i've cracked it i've cracked it <laughs> this is my big idea kyle reese is the angel gabriel who visits okay. m- who visits mary who is sarah connor in order to deliver the news that she will birth the savior of humanity john connor with the initials jc i might say oh wow You've blown that wide open. That's the detail, Conrad. That's the detail that gets you, right? That's, that's, <laughs> that, that's the hook. That's that's the hook, line, and sinker. That one, the JC, right? I'm not saying that the Terminator is God. I'm not saying that the Terminator is the devil. Wouldn't the term in this metaphor or in this this symbolism that you've unearthed, that the, the Terminator would be Herod? I think. Like he'd be the, like the 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 king of Jerusalem who's going around killing babies to try and stop old JC from uh, from being born and 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 sorting everything out. Guys, we've 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 cracked it. Uh, look for the video essay on our channel. No, I'm kidding. I thought that was pretty cool when I realized that. I I mean I've never thought of that to be honest. So you're miles ahead of me. I don't. I'd like listen that you could you could tell me literally anything about the Bible and the stories therein, and I would believe you because I have no idea. How did you feel about Carl Reese though? Talking about him, uh, our, our boy Michael Bean, famous brother of Sean. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, and of course mister <laughs> yeah yeah no you can't forget mister yeah. 
<laughs> I know. I thought he was good. He filled the role very well. Very protective. Very strong. What a what a dreamboat, eh? What a hunk. I mean, I mean, there's a reason Sarah Connor fell in love with him and couldn't stop thinking about him for twenty years or yeah. whatever. So yeah, I mean, he's done a good job. Is he a good match for the Terminator? Not sure about that, to be honest with no. you. I, I don't. No one should stand a chance, is what I'll say. But yeah, no, I, I like the character in general. One thing I found interesting was he didn't really seem to react much to being back in society before the apocalypse. Like he had a mission, no, but there no. was not really much adjustment for him to be like, oh my god, yeah. there's not there's not skulls everywhere here, you know. Yeah, there was never a moment where he's like, I need to get a pizza now, like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, because I don't know when I'm gonna get a chance to have one again. To be honest, yeah, exactly. But yes, you're absolutely right. He's not very good at dealing with the Terminator and Sarah Connor to her credit is like, I don't trust you. You're a half naked crazy man in a trench coat with a shotgun. <laughs> you seem better, but I'm still going to go to the police, which to be fair, I think is probably a good move all told. I think that's the right, that's the right thing to do. It's, it's the best sequence in this whole movie. You've got Lance Henriksen, you've got the other detective, you've got them bedding Sarah Connor down and being like, there's like 30 police in this building. Don't worry. Um, we get the I'll be back line and then the Terminator just fucking rams the front of the building open and comes in and shoots all the police. And it is yeah. so it's so good and so scary. Yeah, and I, that's one I didn't expect either, because obviously I'd never really I'd never seen Terminator as a bad guy before. Yeah. So that was interesting for me to see. And also the I'll be back. He said it and I was like, that's it? Yeah. I didn't expect it to be like in the middle of the film. I was expect I was expecting it to be in a big conclusive moment or something. The first time I heard it in the film was probably like the twenty thousandth time I'd heard it in my life. Yeah, it isn't it isn't this big like I'm going to say it and then turn and wink at the camera moment. And like, I guess it wouldn't be because it, you know, it wasn't established as a catchphrase. It turns into that eventually, don't worry. Yeah, um, but it's yeah, it's so good, that scene. I, and I, I just love all these cops getting gunned down. You can kind of tell this is a lower budget movie because there's not actually that much violence, really, that you see a lot of it is like the close-up of the gun firing. Yeah. And we get quite a lot of that, to be honest, but it's still incredibly effective. Um, how did you find the gradual derobing of the Terminator as the movie goes on. Okay, so when you watch a movie made in the past like this, especially like what this is nearly 40 years old now. Oh Jesus, yeah it is. 38. 38 years old. Wow. So you have to really put in perspective in that regard. Um if this came out today, I would look at this and think what a load of shit. <laughs> The way that they do the face these days, like a student film would do that, okay? But back in the day, back in the day I think it was actually all right. I think it was okay. Yeah. It was an unnerving moment uh, around 44 minutes where for some reason Arnie just didn't have any eyebrows anymore. I don't know why that was. Yeah, I've, I've literally got the note down here. How do we feel about burned face, eyebrowless Arnie? Because that just happens and we're expected to deal with it for the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 quite strange. It's a challenge. It is a challenge, <laughs> to, to be honest. Yeah, because we literally were like, hang on, did he have eyebrows in the last scene? <laughs> yeah. He did uh, what my mom did. Did and uh, was a massive fan of David Bowie, so shaved her off, off his eyebrows to match David Bowie. Never grew back, just like my mom. Yeah, that was a deleted scene in this movie. Was um, the Terminator sitting in a car, just like Ziggy played guitar, and then, <laughs> and, then and then shaving his eyebrow off to to match his idol. But yeah, so we get burned eyebrow Lasani, which does look a bit weird. Um, we also get some very cool prosthetic stuff. Well, so there's the prosthetics um, on his arm i want to say but there's also the eye removal with the model work when he's taking his eye out which i think is yeah, super yeah, yeah. cool and then obviously like after the police station sequence we get the big chase where kyle basically makes nitroglycerin 
pipe bombs mm-hmm. um and the terminator is repeatedly blown up in a truck until he's just a, a skeleton essentially just uh just the, the the metallic skeleton which i think still looks amazing to this day i don't know how you feel about it i love i love whenever like a, a film like this goes into stop motion animation yeah it's real classic you know and even though maybe i could say in, in moments the animation was a little bit janky it doesn't fully take me out of it so i did i did really enjoy that and i also love the beginning of the trope of terminator films that you have to have a car chase with it with a truck you have to have a truck ch- well there's actually <laughs> yeah. two two tropes that they really hit upon at the end of this you have to have a truck chase mm-hmm ideally more than one if you can if you can get it yeah, 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 yeah. if you can get both terminators in trucks that then you're cooking then you're then you're really cooking with gas and the other trope is that the end of every one of these movies has to take place in an abandoned factory that's just there and operational for some reason like they all they it feels like a, a lot of them do how fortunate that they managed to get to a to a factory that has the capability to crush this thing Talking about moments that maybe stretch the boundaries of plausibility in this movie, the moment where Sarah Connor is being pursued by the Terminator in the truck and it lasts for about two minutes and she's just outrunning it somehow. She just outruns <laughs> a truck. I don't, I don't know how that works. She's kind of like serpentining down the road. So maybe the Terminator is just not a very good driver. But I, I, I couldn't believe that went on as long as it did. I mean, brilliant. Brilliant for her. I mean, to be honest with you, she, if she yeah. survives Judgment Day, sign her up for the track and field team because there's something going on there linda hamilton say what you will about her but like she's clearly got that that burst of speed that they people look for in in top level athletes you know what it was it was actually the uh lovely slap bass score that was uh you know moving her through the street she was like running yeah. to, to the tune of that because <laughs> that slap bass score although i i liked it was a little bit out of place i think it does feel weird it, does, like, it feels like <laughs> an odd moment for some funk yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we, we've mentioned her, so let's just talk about her briefly then. So Linda Hamilton, obviously, is the star of the show here. She'll mm-hmm. be back in Terminator 2. I don't know that I've ever seen her in anything else, to be honest. I'm sure she was, because, you know, there there's a long long gaps between Terminator movies. But I suppose if you'd started with the third movie, you didn't really know anything about Sarah Connor as a character. But how did you find her in this movie, going from the most unassuming of starts as literally just a waitress to someone who's surviving Terminator attack? I actually sort of found it was akin to Halloween, uh, you know, like okay, uh, yeah. like Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, yeah. the, sort of the, the parallel there. I think there is a little bit to that. Oh, she she is definitely a final. She's a final girl, I think, yeah. in the in the sort of horror tradition. Yeah, so I think she did really well, uh, and I and I, I was engaged by it. I think I I went on the believable journey with her. What do you think about her? I I really like her. I kind of I, I try not to do this, but I was watching this movie. I, I I've seen these movies like like loads of times at this point, but I was watching this with like kind of a modern lens, and I could just imagine if this movie was made today, some decades on the internet would be like well she's a mary sue like and uh and like criticizing her character even though in in terminator they develop her character very believably one one more quick thing on linda hamilton i don't know if you spotted this but um if if you didn't or indeed if if you folks listening at home didn't at the 21 minute and 10 second mark she is wearing a bootleg jetson shirt um where it's like it's all the jetsons but all of their hair and clothing are the wrong color (laughs) 
And I I couldn't move past it. That might be a little hint hint by Cameron to say this isn't our world, but it's very close to it. Oh, maybe. Okay. Well, there you go. That's something to consider as as we as we like head into the sort of climax of this movie. Then, where I'm hopeful we can talk about some time travel stuff because that's that's what the people are here for. Right. Okay. I'm gonna maybe I'm the time travel guy, Conrad. You know me, self self styled time travel guy. This this film doesn't make sense, obviously. <laughs> yeah let's just get out ahead of that because the idea that you could send someone back to like impregnate your mother in order to create you it's a whole like it's, it's like a it's like a loop is it a bootstrap paradox like there's no origin for it technically yeah, it's a it's a bootstrap paradox there is no origin and that's going to bring me to an interesting point i like that i really okay. like that i think if this film existed on its own with no more terminators ever then that's okay. A bootstrap paradox existing on its own uh, with the idea that it was one time and time's consistent except for it. I actually really like that. I like the existence of a bootstrap paradox. The problem is when you go on to do things with that in future films. Yeah. That's what makes, to be honest with you, the time travel in the Terminator films laughable. I can't get into the details of the the stuff later on. All I can say is in this one, I actually really liked the uh, cyclical nature of it. Yeah, like I think I, I agree with you. Like if it self-contained within this movie yeah you can kind of be like ah whatever you know it's a paradox but like it works in the context yeah. of the film but yeah once once we start getting into terminator 2 and beyond it, it, they essentially create like a, a link a chain of bootstrap paradoxes that all depend upon each other and, it, and it's just you can feel to mix metaphors you could feel like the house of cards creaking and about to collapse every single time they add a new one yeah and just just for the listeners if you really want to hear me go in on the, the time travel of this series the third one's where you want to be okay so set your diaries for two weeks today <laughs> that's that's where i'm going to be going in on it yeah that's i uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, very quickly as well. What what do you make of the Terminator's plan? Why not just go back to the dawn of human civilization and kill like the first human? <laughs> I mean that that's a very good point. I guess okay. I, 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 if I'm unpacking this myself, they don't have access to the data for where humanity started. But I mean, they could probably go back to I don't know 200 AD and uh, or CE and just be like, right, just nuke it again. Well, yeah. I mean, send a Terminator. Oh, I've got a reason. I've got I've got the answer. Sorry, Conrad. I'm good. Okay, what's burst my bubble? We all know I'm gonna burst your bubble, but go ahead and say what you're gonna say. Well, I was just gonna say if if you if you stick a Terminator in like 200 CE. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't need a gun. He can just be like, right, your job is to kill <laughs> everyone in Europe, okay? Yeah, just like strangle them all. No one has any technology that's even close to being able to stop you unless they literally drop a massive rock on you. Like, that's the only thing that could happen. Maybe that's how the pyramids got built. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were throwing rocks at the Terminator trying to stop it. Oh, no, no, that's even funnier. Yeah, just like accidentally, accidentally built yeah, the pyramids. <laughs> no, I just, I, I, just, I just meant like the Terminators went back and built it, but yours is funnier. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah I, I would love to see a film of just Arnold Schwarzenegger walking around just punching the Europeans like 2,000 yeah. years ago, just like killing yeah. them all with one punch. But here's where I burst your bubble, Conrad, unfortunately. What do the robots want to do above all else? Oh, I don't know. Exist. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. If you went back and ended the humans, they would never have existed. So that sort of burst the bubble of that, to be honest with you. Okay, okay all right, okay. <laughs> New plan. Maybe they go back and just like leave Leonardo da Vinci alive. 
be like, everyone else in Europe is dead apart from you, Leo. And you'll figure it out. We're gonna check in on you every five years, and if you haven't, if you're not getting to fucking work on this robot business, well, actually, it'd be even better because it means the Terminator would have helicopter wings because we all know he invented the helicopter. <laughs> yeah, he invented that. Definitely <laughs> yeah. invented that. He didn't just draw a picture of it. Like <laughs> the number of things I could claim to have invented if drawing a picture of it actually counted for anything. Show is... me Da Vinci's patent office application form. Yeah. Show me show me that. Okay, right. So that's time travel done. We haven't actually talked about the ending, but Terminator gets crushed by a big thing. Kyle Reese blows himself up in a heroic yeah, heroic death. There was a, a a classic wounded soldier sex scene between uh, Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor, complete with um the 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 sort of textbook slowing down and playing on a piano of the main theme. That's that's what all movies should do. It's like you've got your main theme and then when someone's having sex, you just slow it down, slow the tempo a little bit, and just play it on a piano while yeah. um, while your two your two protagonists have sex in slow motion. The conception of Jesus needs to have a lovely score. Uh, well, absolutely, yes. I'm sure. I'm sure there was someone playing some music at the at the at the birth of Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mumbo Number Five. Oh, the birth of Christ. Yeah. Oh, I guess at the conception. <laughs> there was like a farm animal choir, you know, like yeah. uh, in in the barn with them. Yeah, I, I'm not sure about the conception, actually. Maybe Joseph kind of brought his friends in to serenade them from outside. <laughs> well, although it wasn't even Joseph. So Yeah, yeah. no, Joseph like, uh, Mary, who's this strange man? Oh, well, this is Gabriel. <laughs> Technically an angel. Um, you'll get to know him. Anyway, sit in the corner there, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Joseph, the first man on record with a <laughs> cuckold fetish. Um, anyway, anyway moving, moving swiftly on from that, we're going to go into our trivia section before I get cancelled by the Christians of YouTube. Are you ready for, for some trivia, Anthony? I've never been more ready in my life. Okay, so this trivia has actually been kind of ruined. Um, it was ruined in 2004, but um, by 1990, Bill Paxton, who, uh, as we already said, appeared as a, as a punk at the beginning of this movie, was the only actor to have been killed by an alien, a predator, and a Terminator. Um, he was killed, obviously, by the Terminator in this. Um, then he was killed in Aliens. He's dragged through the floor at the end of that movie. Spoilers, I guess, for Aliens. And then he's killed in Predator 2. He has his head ripped off. Then, fu- fucking Lance Henriksen came along... <laughs> <laughs> and and I actually dispute this trivia, so get involved in the comments. Let me know where you land on this. Lance Henriksen, he's like the cop who's always making dumb jokes in the um in the police station, um, who gets who gets oh, gunned yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. And he played Bishop in Aliens. So he was killed by a Terminator and an alien. I, I actually dispute whether Bishop is killed in Aliens because he's he's an android and he's ripped in half, but he's still sort of functional in mm-hmm. the third movie. So I don't know if that counts. Um and then he is a, he was killed by a predator in 2004's AVP. So it's kind of ruined. Bill Paxton was the only person to have been killed by an alien, a predator, and a Terminator until AVP when Lance Henriksen joined the club. Well, I think I think I agree with you that it doesn't really count because he was still functional and he was wasn't a human. You can't kill a robot. Like when I drop when I drop my phone in the sink, am, am I killing my phone? <laughs> Fucking hell, Skynet's going to come after you with this kind of anti-robot stance. Technically, an Android device. Quite frankly, I mean, well, that's true. It's in the name. Yep. Okay, well, that's Terminator. We've done it. Oh, you missed one. You missed the trivia. I thought you were going to say it. I didn't want to burst your bubble. Oh, okay, go on. G- give, me, give me your trivia. OJ Simpson was uh, originally considered to be the Terminator. Is that true? It is true. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't know that. But they moved on because they considered him to be too nice for the role. <laughs> oh, what a, what a thing to say about <laughs> OJ Simpson. Too nice, eh? God. Oh, God. That is quite outstanding, though, to be honest. 
Imagine yeah. this movie with OJ Simpson in it. I mean, it, it would have been it would have been like the Naked Gun. <laughs> it would have originally they wanted OJ Simpson for the Terminator, but can you imagine like just like the Little Mermaid outrage if they cast a black man as Terminator today? It's like no, no, but you don't understand, guys. The original view of the Terminator was a black man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't wait to have that argument in the in the in the depths of Reddit with someone. You know, the most impressive thing to me about or the or the most surprising thing about this Little Mermaid quote unquote controversy is frankly the number of white supremacists who turn out to be fans of the little mermaid <laughs> no 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 that's the thing that's the thing uh they, they love them they love them they, they love the mermaids i wouldn't have called that as a white supremacist fan favorite to be honest but here we are you know what's really interesting to me jewish people weren't considered white but women with tails are <laughs> That's a good point. What's going on? Checkmate, YouTube and Twitter. <laughs> anyway, that's the Terminator done. Tune back in next week for more of this kind of riveting discourse um, when we talk about Terminator 2. It's back with more money, more deaths, and more special effects. I'm back.